season two of the JKR podcast powered by Black Cobra Sports. My name is Jay Shriglin and I'm the host. Let's dig into today's episode after a word from our sponsor. JKR Podcast. My name is Jace Rigling and I'm the host. Today is going to be the start of the final weekend of this Indiana Bowl series I've been working on these past couple of weeks. Got three episodes this weekend. Today to start it off, we got Joe Trinari from that South Bend area, goes to Penn High School, just recently won the Indiana State Championship there. Recently committed to Purdue University there a couple of weeks ago. Um, then tomorrow on Saturday, we got Joe Glander, 2025 class, was just recently named the number six player in his state. Great ball player right in the middle of this recruiting process. Um, and then Sunday, we've got Griffin Tobias, two-way player from Lake Central, one of the best high schools here in Indiana, going to IU class of 2024. But just digging into today's guest, Joe Chenary, um, great stuff, nasty pitcher, like I said, just recently committed to Purdue, going to West Lafayette. Today we discussed that recruiting process, talk about some pitch, his pitching repertoire, what makes the Bulls special, and then his reason to go to Purdue, and then much more. Um, so let's dig into the episode, and I hope you guys enjoy it. And welcome back to the JKR Podcast. Today we have one of the top prospects in Indiana for the 2024 class. From South Bend, Indiana, Indiana Bulls black player, and the newest recruit for the Purdue baseball team, we got Joe Trinari on the show. Joe, super pumped to get you on the show, man. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm doing good, man. So uh, one good. question I always do like to ask, let's just start off the podcast with is, for those who don't know you, how would you introduce yourself? Who exactly is Joe Trinari? Um, well, I'm Joe Trinari. Um, You know, a lot of people know me as Baseball Joe, but I think deep down, I'm you know, baseball's one of my biggest passions, but, you know, I also, I like to be a kid. I, I like to play wiffle ball with my family and my friends. And this past weekend, we just had a huge wiffle ball tournament and it was really fun. So, so like I said, you are the newest recruit for that Purdue baseball class, 2024. Um, so let's dig into how that all went down and how it all got started. So when did that recruiting process start for you? And when did you start getting noticed by some D1 teams? Um, it, basically, um, my old team, I was up to 90 with my old team last year, and I got zero. I got a couple looks, but, you know, no offers, nothing like that. So, basically, my recruiting process took off this past summer with the Wolves, and I'm, I'm very lucky uh, to be a part of that with them. Okay. So, so, when exactly did that take off when you did start with the Bulls? Who were some of those initial teams that were reaching out to you? Uh, Kentucky, Ohio State, of course, Purdue. Uh, There's a couple other schools. Um, but, you know, those are kind of like the main schools that I really liked and focused on. Okay. So when those schools were reaching out, what were some of those initial phone calls like? Uh, you know, just, uh, you know, first couple phone calls, you know, the basics you have with every school, like, you know, what's your name, you know, stuff, just simple questions, like what do you look for in a program, stuff like that. Okay. So as you were going through this process, obviously you named a couple of schools there that were some of the first teams to reach out. But what were some of those key things that you were looking for as you went through the recruiting process? Um, the biggest things were probably the coaching staff, uh, my relationships with them. And, of course, you know, this is a school I have my major. 
those were my biggest, you know, key factors of when looking at a school and having a conversation with them. Uh, yeah. I really liked Purdue because every time I'd call the coaching staff, they'd always pick up. No matter what time of the day it was, they'd always pick up. So I, I kind of took – I to me, that looks like a lot of respect that they have for me. And so – yeah, so you you talk about relationships there. So who are some of the schools that you built the best relationships with throughout the process? So obviously Purdue, but who are some uh, other schools that you talked with for quite a bit? Uh, Indiana State. We didn't talk. We only talked for like a month or two, but I, I'd say our relationship was pretty solid. Uh, those guys were my top three. And if basically if Purdue, you know, they were still they didn't offer me, I'd probably go to Indiana State uh, just because – they make regionals every year for baseball. Their baseball program is very solid. Yeah. Um, you know, they're very good with pitchers and stuff like that. They have a couple guys every year get drafted. And so just stuff like that. Yeah. So you, you said uh, the major was another big thing that you were looking for. So what major is it that you were looking at in colleges? Um, architectural design. Uh, I really like designing things. Um, I want to go into college and, you know, cause at some point you, you can't play baseball anymore. And, you know, it's, it's sad reality, but it's the truth. And, you know, you got to grow up, you got to get a job, you know, support your family. But I really like designing things. Sports fields is kind of what I'm look, going towards with that major. So. Okay. So in terms of like designing stadiums and stuff like that would kind of be like your end goal. Yep. Yep. Okay. I remember when I, when I was growing up, I always wanted to be an architect too. realized that that takes a lot of math skills that maybe I didn't have. Yeah. But... Um, so you did commit to Purdue last week. So how long was it that you knew kind of Purdue was the place you wanted to be before you actually committed last week? Um, so last year, um, I went to a camp at Purdue, um, and I, I really, I really love the campus. Uh, my cousin actually goes there. He's, he's going to be a sophomore this year. So he toured us around. Uh, it's big football, big basketball. And, you know, I, I really love, I'm a big basketball guy. And, you know, just that Big Ten atmosphere, you know, it was, it was really cool for me to see. And I, I really love what they're doing there. Yeah. So, obviously, you've been to Purdue's Purdue campus already. But when you were going through that process, did you take any other college visits to some other schools that you were interested in? Uh, I did, yeah. Okay. So, can you take, take us through which schools you went to and how each of those compared to Purdue? Uh, so, I went to Kentucky. Um, uh, Kentucky just spent $50 million on brand-new facilities and stuff like that. So, I've I mean, it was, it was incredible. Um, and so I knew that anywhere else I would go, they wouldn't match Kentucky. Um, I went to Ohio State this past summer. Uh, their facilities were really nice as well. I, I got lucky and I was able to get into the football stadium and it was one of the biggest football stadiums I've ever been in my entire life. So with you, with you just now committing here to Purdue, obviously you have a teammate on the Indiana Bulls, Black, Thomas Lynch, who's also yep. going to Purdue. So did he play a role in the recruiting process at all? Like, did he kind of, uh, like, sway you towards Purdue? Like, hey, man, you, you need to come here, play with me in college, or did he kind of stay out of that? Uh, he kind of stayed out of it. Uh, there was, like, a couple other of my teammates that were like, hey, man, like, come here, come play for us. And so, but, nah, he kind of stayed out of it. But hopefully we room together in about two, two and a half years. Yeah. Um, so obviously you have a good relationship with, with him already, just playing with him through travel ball, but have you created any other relationships with maybe future teammates? Like have, has any Purdue commits reached out to you since you've committed last week? Uh, no. Um, 
we just picked up another 24 commit and a 23 commit. Um, but that's, that's kind of all I know. Okay. So, I mean, I know when you, you did commit, I can't remember if you were day three or day four of those four days in a row where it was Jace, RJ, you and Simon. I was, so was day that three. Kind of, okay. Three. So was that kind of like a, was that kind of like a planned thing or how exactly did you guys go about that? Um, it really wasn't planned. I mean, I guess it was just pure luck. I really wasn't. I mean, I was kind of waiting uh, just to, you know, see what other schools kind of reached out. And especially with the uh, September 1st coming up and you can actually like coaches could text you and stuff like that. So I was waiting. It was kind of 50 50 with me. Um, but I don't know. It just I had a conversation with Coach Rooney from Purdue and, you know, he made me a really good offer. And I just couldn't pass it up. Yeah. So you mentioned September 1st. So obviously, I mean, that's a huge day for juniors to be able to actually have coaches reach out to them instead of you guys reaching out to the coaches. Yep. So what are you looking forward to most as that day approaches? And how is your relationship? Obviously, it's only been a week or so since you've committed. But yep. how is your relationship with that Purdue coaching staff? How has that evolved over time throughout this process? Um, It's come a long way. Um, it's It's come a very long way. You know, as I said earlier, every time I'd call them, they'd always pick up. And so it means a lot to me and my family um, just because of that. Yeah. So moving more directly into your travel ball career. So you said you did play for a different team last year, and this is your first year with the Bulls Black. So take us through that. Who was the team you played with before, and how did you get connected with the Bulls? Um, I played with the Michigan Scrappers who uh, transformed into the Canes Great Lakes. Uh, So my old team, we were actually – we were really good. Um. Just I had to make a sacrifice uh, with my recruiting process with coming over to the Bulls, and it was tough. And I, I of course, I still keep in contact with my old teammates, but it was tough. It was it was a big adjustment for me. Uh, just the amount of travel that we do with the Bulls, it took a lot out of me this year. Uh, there was a couple of times this season where I just debated on going home. Uh, it was a lot. So. So. When you did decide, okay, maybe I need to uh, maybe I need to go to the Bulls besides the Michigan Scrappers. Uh, how did you, how did you go about that? Like, were coaches reaching out, or did you kind of reach out to them? Uh, so the Bulls have been reaching out to me since I was about twelve years old, wanting me to come play for them. I used to be a catcher. I never. I this is so. This past season was my second year, just fully on pitching. Digging in just a, a little bit to the differences between the Scrappers and the Bulls. Obviously, the Bulls are a nationwide program. I've heard of the Michigan Scrappers. That's kind of like a Midwest kind of team where they kind of stay in the Midwest. So what's been some of the key differences that you've seen between both programs? Um, just – I say that's a tough question. Uh, this last year with the Scrappers, we actually traveled quite a bit. Uh, so it was, it was new, but it was also kind of nice just, you know, playing new teams around the country and stuff like that. But with the Bulls, you're, I mean, you're traveling everywhere every weekend playing the best competition in the entire country but you know to get where you want to go at the you know high d1 level that's what it takes so yeah so as as you head into your junior year now school's about to start here pretty soon i don't know when exactly the south bend schools start but i know it's coming up so your travel ball travel ball for this year is kind of over for you so as you look into your final year of travel ball I'm um, just looking back at your title career so far. What are some of the favorite your, your favorite memories that come come to mind when you think about your travel ball career? Oh man, um, when I was nine, 
I was playing with the Granger Cubs and they're long disbanded and stuff like that. When I was nine, though, we won a, a BPA World Series up in Michigan. It's that was pretty cool. We got rings for that and rings still in my room. Um, man, uh, probably another good memory was I me hitting ninety last year with them. Is especially that was my first year as a pitcher. And, you know, they coaching staff, you know, they worked with me. They were really good with me. And so they just teach me things. And so then we went down to Nashville for a pastime tournament. And, you know, we were we made final four out of 117 teams, especially with the team we had. Uh, then we only had one other guy that was 85 plus. So it, it was tough, but it was it was really good memories with yeah. my teammates. Yeah. So obviously the Bulls black team that you play on, I mean, I know Jace, Jace Lee was telling me that you guys are the first Bulls team to have over 10 commits uh, to yep. power five schools um, in the Bulls program. But so obviously your guys' team's loaded, but going into the scrappers, like who are some of your teammates that you played with who maybe flew underneath the radar, who who might have um, that ability to go play college ball, just as, but just maybe have been flown underneath the radar so far? Um, There's a couple guys that I believe could – you know, play with us on the Bulls or just in the Bulls organization in general. One of those guys is Max Warner. I think he's very, he's very under the radar. Uh, he's, he's extremely solid. Um, he, I think he hit over 400 this year for Northridge in high school as a sophomore hitting cleanup. Um, and, you know, Northridge in the high school, they don't, I mean, they play pretty good competition, but, you know, I just, I believe that he's got ability and I think he, he can play. Yeah, you know, I just think that, you know, he just needs the Bulls, you know, recruiting, and I think that if he does that, I think he can go D one. Yeah. So have you talked to him at all about joining the Bulls as a possibility, or do you think he's kind of have his mind off of that? We joke around about it. Um, I think he's gonna stay uh, with the Canes, and you know, it's you know, it's his decision. But you know, he's he's a great friend of mine. And, you know, I hope we stay in contact, you know, throughout over the years and stuff like that. But he, he can play. Yeah. So coming out of your, your second high school season, just ending your, so, your sophomore year last spring, Iris, you guys won the state championship, had a great year. Uh, but one question I do like to ask a lot of the younger guys who are just done with their freshman, sophomore seasons is, what would you say would be tougher? So when you're playing high school ball in northern Indiana, you're facing 17, 18-year-olds, maybe more mature um, maybe have beards heading to college in the next year, or when you're playing some of the elite prospects of your age group in travel ball, what would you say would be tougher? Definitely the high school guys. Uh, so this past season, I pitched on Fridays and Saturdays, and those were our toughest games. I threw against five teams that were top 20 in Indiana, ranked by PBR, and then I threw against Lakeshore, who's top 10 in Michigan. And to me, those were the toughest games, especially the boys in the region, Andre and Lake Central. I mean, because those guys chirp, 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 you know, so it's tough. You got to block it out. Um, but I think that helped me a lot, especially going into tournament play when, we, you know, played them again. You know, you learn to pitch to these guys, especially just guys, you know, 18 years old that, you know, are playing at the next level, know how to hit a fastball 90 miles an hour, know how to adjust to the off speed. And so I, that was probably one of the biggest learning curves I've had uh, this past season. It really helped me with my game going into summer ball. 
Yeah. So you mentioned two great schools there, Lake Central uh, and Andrean. So obviously Drake Bowen, Matt Santana, Griffin Tobias, your teammate. So out of all those good schools that you've played so far, well, like so far last year for sophomore year, what would you say would be the toughest hitter that you faced in high school ball last year? Oh. The catcher for Andrean. Okay. Is he, he committed anywhere, or is he just uh, – uh, Purdue Northwest. He was a senior. Uh, I can't remember his name. But I think he went three for three off of me with the home run. I okay. I, I threw – I mean, did, did, he could flat out hit. I mean, I mean, there's no other way to put it than he just – he can hit. Yeah. So, how did how did your teammate Griffin Tobias fare against you? Obviously, that was kind of before you played a full summer with him for the Bulls. Did you guys yeah. have any prior relationship before that? Uh, no, not really. Uh, we played fall ball together. Uh, so, you know, last season. Um, but other than that, no. Okay. So you guys, like I said, you guys did win the state championship last year. Obviously, Penn, I believe that's 4A. So I think that's the highest classes go for it is um, in Indiana. So take us through that experience. What was it like going through the state, the state tournament and actually playing at victory field and winning that state championship? Uh, so to start it off uh, in sectionals, I started sectional championship and I did, I did horrible. Um, it was, it was bad. And especially I threw like two and two thirds innings and gave up like five earned runs. And it was bad. I lost, I lost all my confidence after that. I was like, I'm not pitching again throughout the tournament. And, you know, coach Dykus being one of the greatest high school coaches in Indiana history, you know, he brought me aside after the game and we talked and he was like, we need you. We, we need you through this. And so that helped me regain my confidence a little bit. And then, you know, my teammates were very supportive. We had a very good senior class. It was small this year. We only had four seniors, but they were very supportive. And then, you know, going into regionals, you know, top the seventh tied up. And, you know, they go to me at the pen. And then, you know, I get out of it after I walk Matt Santana, uh, you know, two strikeouts. And then, you know, we walked it off in the bottom of the seventh. And so I, it was it was really cool. Yeah. So you mentioned your coach there, the Penn High School coach. Like we talked about before we started recording, I mean, he's he's produced a lot of great players out of that Penn High School. Yep. So with you just being an insider of that program and just learning underneath him, what do you think's led to all the success that Penn has had in these past years? I mean, we made some difficult – I know the coaching staff made some difficult decisions. Uh, about cutting guys, uh, you know, they've always had that. But, you know, at Penn, that you don't play well, there's always a guy that's going to take your spot. And so that kind of pushes us all to, you know, get better every single day. And, you know, that if you mess up, you know, coach is going to give you another opportunity. But if you mess that up, he's going to go to the next guy in line. Yeah. And so I think if all of us have that mindset, that's what made us really successful this past season. Yeah. So after that regional game where you said you got out of it with Lake Central, you guys went on and won. Did you end up pitching at all in the semi-state or the state championship? Yeah. So I threw, um, I threw in semi-state. I didn't throw in state because our Ben Gregory threw a complete game, shut out in the state finals, and then that was that. But no, in semi-state. I came in the top of the fifth I think it was the top and bottom of the fifth and it was I went through the heart of the order and it was that was that I was kind of I was amped up a little bit uh I got a warning too uh 
So uh, yeah, it was it was pretty fun. Yeah. So take us to that warning. So what what exactly happened there? Uh, Zionsville. Uh, they're just they just they're just a bunch of preppy, just you know, rich kids that don't know anything because they're just they're that. Uh, those <laughs> those guys talk. They talk. They talk a huge game, and they didn't back it up on the field, and so that kind of fired us all up. Um, especially with me on the mound, I talk a lot. Um, you know, sometimes it, I mean, most of the time it helped us in the season. Um, there was one time, there was a couple of times that, yeah, you know, I shouldn't have said that, but you know, I think it, it all, I, and it fired us up though, because it was tied two, two uh, against Zionsville. And, you know, I got that warning and, you know, I, I think it fired everyone up and then, you know, we get a played a couple cross in the next couple of innings and, you know, we're going to state championship. Yeah. So you said it helped you for the most part, but then you said maybe sometimes you said you said stuff that you shouldn't have said. So, like, I guess what what kind of what kind of things were you saying that maybe it didn't help your team, and it kind of you're like eh, maybe you shouldn't have said that. Uh, you know, I <laughs> I gotta I run my mouth a little bit when I'm pitching. You know, I got that swagger that I think you know most guys have, especially when you when you play up in the region, it gets tough. You know, because all these guys are chirping. And, you know, there's some things that get said and flowing around that you you take offense to it. And, you know, you know, you strike guy out, you know, big out, and you're going to run your mouth a little bit. But, you know, that's what makes, you know, playing up north, playing up north. And, you know, it's really fun. And I'm really looking forward to playing up here, you know, junior and senior year. Yeah. So as you move into these next two seasons, what's the outlook on this upcoming season? Obviously, you said – you lost a good senior class, four guys, but what's the outlook on the rest of the team and what's your guys' expectations this year? Um, we were actually, you know, a lot of people talk and, you know, my junior year, so this year was, you know, our run, you know, to win state. But, you know, we, we won it this past year. So uh, we're just trying to repeat. Um, one of our better pitchers, uh, Braden Schatzow, who's going to write state, uh, he tore his UCL, so that's a huge blow for us. Um, you know, we got a junior, Chris Pelletier, who's mid-80s. Uh, we have a senior, Adam Landman, who's a primary catcher, but he gets on the mound, you know, can run it up in the upper 80s. So we got guys, but just we lost a big pitcher, and it sucks. But I think we're going to battle through it. Yeah. So just look, just digging into this, the state championship one more time. Um, so what was that like playing at Victory Field? Like, were you guys able to um, leave a couple of days early, stay in the hotel? Like, just take us through that experience a little bit. Uh, so we left Friday morning. Um, wait, no, 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 no. We left. So the championship game was Saturday night at 8 o'clock. We left Saturday morning on a, you know, big bus. It was nice. We got all dressed up in suits and stuff like that. And uh, we went down. Uh, Coach Dykus's, um one of his uh, sons uh, runs a restaurant down there. So we ate there. It was really cool. And then we got to victory field and then we changed into our, uh, you know, uniforms and stuff like that. And then, you know, just rolled off the bus and just play our game. Okay. So moving more into maybe you're like on the field play. So on perfect game, it says you're a pitcher and an outfielder. You also say you play first base for Penn. Yep. Um, so the plan right now you said is just to be a pitcher only when you hit to college. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So let's dig into your pitching repertoire a little bit. Um, so what type of pitches are you throwing and what speeds are they at? Uh, I throw fastball. 
Um, I grip it like a four seam, but it's got a lot of, it's got a good amount of arm side run. Uh, my velocity kind of fluctuated towards the end of the season. Just my body was tired. Um, out of the pen, I'd say I'm anywhere between 87 to low 90s. Um, but when I start, you know, I kind of settle it back in between, you know, 85, 88 is where I'll sit. And then, you know, when I need it, I'll bump it up to 90, 91. Yeah. So are there any pitches in your repertoire right now that may, that need the most work? Uh, probably uh, my slider. It's it's getting a lot better. Uh, one of my best pitches, though, is my changeup. Okay. So are you pretty good set on what pitching pitches you have right now, or do you want to yeah. add any pitches in the future? Um, I kind of want to work on a cutter. Okay. Um, I'll probably work on that once I get to college and stuff like that. Just like power cutter, but you kind of like slider shape, power cutter, stuff like that. Yeah. So when you do go about adding new pitches to your repertoire, so when you added the slider, when you added the curveball, uh, how did you go about that? So how do you go? Because I know a lot of pitches are different. So how do you go about adding different pitches? Um, I kind of had the same pitches for ever since I started pitching. Um, I just change the grips up a little bit. Uh, you know, some days when I'm not feeling it, you know, I'll move my finger slightly over or something like that. All right. So if you were, if you were a scout watching your game, this, so this could be on the mound. I mean, this could even be, um, in the batter's box since you're still hitting in high school and in the dugout, just interacting with teammates. What would be your personal scouting report on yourself? Um, I got a big frame. I'm ve- I'm very competitive on the mound. Um, I'm not gonna let anyone beat me on the mound. Um, you know, if you get a hit off of me, you know that's that's the only hit you're gonna get off of me. Um, you know, I just you know big frame. I got good fastball, good changeup. You know, all right. You know, slider. It's getting better. Um, I'm just trying to get more shape for it now. But yeah. Okay. So as you had to produce campus in the fall of 2024, so you still got two years, but what are some of the biggest things that you're wanting to work on before you head to Purdue? Um, definitely just getting bigger and stronger in the weight room. I'm uh, becoming more flexible. I'm actually taking a couple of yoga classes this year. Okay. In the so, off season. Okay. Just getting just more flexible, uh, trying to get more whip in my arm. Just doing, you know, unlock a couple more miles an hour. Yeah. So being being up there in the region, obviously you're close to Michigan, you're close to Illinois. So when you're watching Major League Baseball, are you a Cubs, White Sox, Tigers guy, or who, who do you like to watch when you're watching Major League Baseball? I'm actually, I'm actually a big Yankees guy. Okay, all right. So I mean, they're doing good this year. Um, so what what do you think's going on this year? You think they're going to win it all? Championship number eight, uh, twenty eight. I don't know. Um, you know, I I believe the Mets have a really good shot. I'm a huge Jacob Degrom and Matt Scherzer guy. I, I love watching them pitch. They're on my fantasy team too, so I always hope they do well. Um, but no, nah, I'm just I'm a huge Yankees guy. Um, I just hope we re-sign Judge. Yeah, I hope we give I hope we give him a lot of money, um, just to keep him. And if we don't, then it's just, it's not a good look for our front office. Yeah, I I was actually I was watching this thing the other day where it was there. I I I think I think they are going to cough up that money for Judge just because. I was I was thinking about it when I was watching some stuff, and it's it was talking about ever since Ruth, they had one guy that came in after after so like it went Ruth, then it went Man, uh, Gehrig, then Mantle, and how, however the 
however the rotation went. And then it went yes. from Jeter to Judge kind of as like that team leader um, yes, kind of yeah. for their whole careers. So, I'm kind, I mean, I'm kind of thinking maybe Steinbrenner, he might, he might cough up that money. Even though he's not as bad as his dad when it comes to that, I still think, I still think the the front office might cough up that money. They should. Judge. But um, just a couple more questions before we end it off, though. Um, so, yeah. like I said, um, I kind of like talking about some off the field stuff when I end off the podcast. So, yeah. when you're not playing baseball, what would be some of your passions that you have beyond the baseball field? Uh, definitely playing video games. Uh, I really love wiffle ball. It's not good for my arm, but I, I see offseason. I really don't care. I'm just enjoying time with my family and friends that I didn't get to with this summer. And it's it's really nice just relaxing too, letting my body just heal. Yeah. So you said video games. What type of video games are you playing? I'm a big Minecraft guy. Okay. I mean, that makes sense. I mean, being, <laughs> being an architect, as weird as it is. I used I used to be a big uh, Minecraft guy too. Like I said, when I used to want to be an architect, I would build all these like crafty stadiums and try to try to figure that stuff out. So I mean, oh, yeah. that, that that makes sense. But yeah. are you is that on is that on PS five PS five Xbox what, what? PS four PS four okay. Yeah. So being in South Bend, uh, obviously I know South Bend's kind of like a mid major city within the state. So what are some of your favorite things to do in the city, or do you kind of have to travel to? Chicago when you want to go do something uh, really really fun um I live so my neighborhood uh I live in a cul-de-sac and then there's like a road like it's a neighborhood but then there's a cul-de-sac and their backyard's Michigan I live right on the border of Michigan like I can walk over and like I'm okay. in Michigan okay and so where I'm at I live in Granger and so there's you know there's some things to do here but it just I mean without Notre Dame I this South Bend wouldn't be on the map, um, but it's I mean there's stuff to do. I mean we just it's just not fun because you've been doing it, you know, since you were a kid here, and you know just doing the same stuff over and over again. Uh, you kind of have to go, you know, Chicago, Indianapolis, Fort Wayne to you know do stuff. And yeah, so Granger, a couple hours. So Granger, that's a that's an Amish town, isn't it? Uh, it's not really, it's, it's no, no, it's not. Okay. So uh-huh. I'm from LaGrange. If you've heard of that. Yep. 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 So that is a, that is a huge Amish town. I think I have 65% Amish people in my town. I mean, it gets annoying as hell sometimes, but I always thought, I guess I always thought Granger. I always thought that was an Amish town too. I guess, I oh, guess I'm wrong, but no. there's but. suburbs and stores it's we're we're anything but an, I'm I'm sure 20 25 years ago we were but I mean we're just not I mean, okay no but being in northern Indiana you've seen Amish people before right like you know what they oh, are yeah okay oh, yeah like oh, when yeah. I when I'm meeting people at parties or just meeting people at, at school at IU um and I tell them I'm from LaGrange I have a bunch of Amish people like I have questions people question like what, like what's an Amish person and <laughs> to me growing up just with every every one of my neighbors Amish, like it, it was just um, it was amazing to have people not know what they are. But I mean, um, if you go thirty minutes south or thirty minutes east, there's Amish people for me. Okay, all right. So, so one last question before we end it off. So, with me being an aspiring agent, I kind of like to. I, I'm really big into name, image, and likeness. The thing that came, uh, the the, the new regulations the NCAA yep. came out with last year. Yep. So with you having that possibility here in two years, once you graduate high school and you head to Purdue to capitalize on your name, image, and likeness, 
what would be one dream brand that you would love to work with in the future? Mm. Probably Jersey Mike's. Jersey Mike's. Okay. Yeah. So is that, that, is that popular up there in Granger or South Bend? Um, I wouldn't say it's popular. I'd say it's very underrated. It's, it's really good. It's a really good sub sub shop. Um, I eat there a lot. Um, but I, I'd love to get an NIL deal there. Okay. Uh, so I, next I time, I, next time free food. Yeah. So next time I walk into Jersey Mike's, what should, what should I order? I always get the number seven Turkey provolone, uh, regular and I get it Mike's way. Okay. I've never been to Jersey Mike's, so I'm going to have to go try that out. See, see, see what the hype's about, but man, that's all the questions I got for you. Really appreciate you coming on the show. Um, with, yeah, you going to Purdue, with you going to Purdue and me being an Indiana guy, I'm sure I'll be at a Purdue game watching you pitch someday, maybe get you some podcast merch or even uh, next year when you're at Penn high school, uh, balling out, maybe I'll, I'll go there as well, get you some merch. So uh, just like I said, just thanks for coming on the show. Yeah, appreciate it. Thank you for having me. And that's going to do it for another episode of the JKR podcast, episode number one of three this weekend. Like I said, this is the final weekend of this Indiana Bowl series I've been working on. Been really thankful to learn from all these players, thankful to learn about the organization. Bunch of great dudes here in that Indiana Bulls organization. I want to thank Joe for coming on the show today. I want to wish him the best of luck as he head down there to West Lafayette. Obviously, not the best school in Indiana, but you know, Purdue's still pretty solid. Got two more great episodes this weekend. Tomorrow, Saturday, we got Joe Glander, 2025 class, one of their top prospects for the state of Indiana, uncommitted, in, uh, in the middle of that recruiting process right now, talking to some big-time schools. So that's a cool guy to get it, uh, to dig into it with. Um, and then Sunday, we got Griffin Tobias, two-way player, heading to IU. So I'm looking forward to getting those out there for you guys to listen to it. All some great content going on. But for any more updates on the JKR podcast, make sure to check out our website. That's going to be jkrpodcast.com and our social medias we got instagram twitter and we got tiktok it's going to be at jkr underscore podcast so check those out keep listening and i'll catch you guys tomorrow